Craft Beer Radio, episode 282, on March 22nd, 2014. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio, where we are making cream today. Oh, not really. We're doing beers. This is... Um, review it. Review it. Review the oh, song. Oh, great song. Wu-Tang, uh, fantastic uh, rap group from the late 90s, really influenced a lot of hip-hop. There we go. Fair use. All right. So, we're doing a couple uh, chocolate slash... Well, a couple... Re- these are beers that... One beer you... Well, no, actually, you probably won't be able to get a lot of these beers. One, the first one, you'll be able to get probably, but the other two, uh, we'll see. We had them around, so let's do a show on them, right? Yeah. So, uh, members talking about Brash Brewing a couple weeks ago. Heather bought some for me, Giant Eagle, and uh, there was one left out of that package, and this is the Smog Lifter Imperial Chocolate Milk Stout. Why do we start with the Imperial Chocolate Milk Stout? Uh, well, what? <laughs> <laughs> because the other two are pretty ridiculous in, in their own right. This is Smog Lifter, like you said, 10% alcohol by volume, made with right Russian flavored cho- cold pressed coffee called Abide. Or Abide? A B I D E. You can decide how that's pronounced. Oh, there's one more in there. Yeah. Great. Getting low on Xylus stoppers here. Comes in 22 ounce bomber, so we just pour a couple ounces and we're going to save the rest for later. So, don't have any other information on that. You can go to the website, brashbeers.com. This is, well, it's it's dark. It is dark. I don't, uh, let's see. Yeah, okay, 57 degrees, that's a good temperature. So, probably was repeating what Greg had said, we got 10% ABV. Oh, I'm sorry. This is not the one made with, with uh, coffee. It says, look for a seasonal version uh, next year made with white Russian foot. Oh, okay. Cold-pressed coffee. So this 10% is... brewed and bottled by Mercury Brewing Company, Ipswich, Massachusetts. All right. So, what is the temperature on this guy? Uh, I read 57 55 and a half for me. The aroma on this guy. You get a little bit of roast barley. You get a little bit of of, um, of chocolate. I'm trying to yeah. put a little more character on my chocolate descriptor. Uh, I would say... Hmm. I go to Dutch so often that I'm trying to avoid going to Dutch chocolate. It, it kind of reminds mm-hmm. me a little bit of... Um, you know what Maybe it, cold hot cocoa or something like that. You know what that. it reminds me of? Rolos. Rolos? Hmm. Not really picking up on Rolos. Just the smell. I mean, it doesn't... Right. Uh, Rolos, obviously, is not exactly the best chocolate in the world. But the right. smell is sort of reminiscent of that. Yeah, I mean, just smelling it, it reminds me of a smell you might get off of a cold or a cup of hot chocolate that is cooled down or something along those lines. Just That's what popped into my head. Oh, you know, it smells a little bit like a, a good chocolate milk. A really... Where's, where's, mm-hmm. There's a lot of good chocolate integrated into it. Really, it's, it's just a nice chocolate aroma, but not too sweet, not too bitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a bit of smokiness coming through on the aroma now, too. I, I don't think that is because of the label, smog. putting it into my head, the <laughs> smog lifter. And then you got four, you got like a family, you got a, a man, a wife, and two kids. And they're wearing uh, fallout suits or something with gas masks. <clears throat> well, you're assuming that's his wife. I mean, it looks no. female, but... Uh, it's definitely female. It could be his mistress. Could that, be. That's all I'm saying. And all his children. Who, who's adopted his children? Because his wife's, <laughs> right. you know, dead in a burning building somewhere. In, in the background. Because there are buildings yeah. in the background. Yeah. And they're all wearing... Has, did you mention they're all wearing hazardous masks yeah, I called them, hazard suits? Yeah, yeah I called them uh, fallout suits, but house, hazmat suits probably makes more sense. The um, the wife, you know, has... Uh, they seem to be having a good time, at least yeah. in, in terms of their body language. The the man has a disturbingly weird-shaped beer belly, though. Well, he's drinking smog lifter. Well, right, but it, it's a weird, it's kind of a <laughs> kind of a weird beer belly. Welcome to Art Beer Radio. Yes. <laughs> How many times do we say the label doesn't matter and we're having so much fun with an illustration on the label? 
So I'm going to take this glass, kind of turn it slowly so I coat the glass to give it more surface area to get more aroma. This, uh, I mentioned this the last time we had a brash beer, but this is a, probably my favorite slogan of any brewery. Their slogan is, we make beer. Short, to the point. 100% true? 100% true, no marketing speak in there. It's exactly what they do. All right. And it sets up an expectation. That's good. That Yeah, that it's going to be beer. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. So we're almost really not opening up for me any bit more. I'm going to go into the flavor. So my initial thought was, at least the very first initial taste was, mm-hmm. okay, it tastes a lot like it smells. Then it opened up. Then a whole lot of interesting stuff happened. Um, first, there was a slight bit of sort of a charcoal taste. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of went fruity. It went uh, kind of rosish and a little bit, uh, um, a little bit on the cherry side. Okay. I mean, so my progression of flavors was probably a little bit different than what you tasted there. For me, I took a sip. Got a little roast, but then it ran pretty quickly into a milk chocolate, like a cho- mm. like a chocolate milk, like a good thick chocolate milk, kind of like the Brunton's Dairy that we have local here. And then the rose that you mentioned, I got something of that essence, but then it went straight into Mike and Ike's. It went straight into like black licorice, and particularly Mike and Ike's. I could see, uh, man, I was never a fan of, of black licorice candy, mm-hmm. so I can't relate to that, unfortunately. I'm still not, even though I've learned to like anisey flavors mm-hmm. and licorice flavors. I, I don't like the strong candy versions of those. Yeah. And for me, it, the flavor was very specifically Mike and Ike. Yeah. It wasn't just black licorice, but it was... Yeah, that kind of kind of something similar to culinary. I, I don't want to get us on too far off of, mm-hmm. of a thing, but I just did not... I used to hate olives. Uh, and I learned to really love olives, but I still hate those black olives, right? The, okay. The, the cheap, the really cheap ones they put on pizza, I still hate those. So I guess it's a similar thing mm-hmm. where the ones that are just a concentration of a particular sort of dimension of the flavor I dislike, but I like the the, the okay. more dimensionality. And I think you could apply that to beers in, in certain ways. The uh, the chocolate is really well done here. I mean, it's not it's not double chocolate type flavors. Right. It's not sweet candy bar chocolate type flavor. Right. It's 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 enough chocolate that it's not ambiguous. Mm-hmm. You know, it's definitely chocolate. It's not too sweet. It's not overpowering. I really like how it's done. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of a uh, of a really well done, not overly sweet brownie. In terms of the chocolate, you know, it's a lot of chocolate there. You're not, you're definitely getting chocolate, but the the chocolate is not just coating your mouth with, uh, you know, pure like uh, pure Godiva or something like that. Mm-hmm. You're you're definitely getting some other dimensionality as along with it, but with it being obviously chocolate as well. So I agree, it has some really good, really good way of using chocolate in the beer. It's, I mean, you know, they also call it a milk stout, right? So there, presumably there's lactose <laughs> added to this. Excuse me. The, it doesn't drink like a lot of milk chocolate stouts. It drinks more like a, the the flavor, it reminds me, we talked about it before, either cold hot chocolate or a, a rich chocolate milk, right? It drinks more like that than what most lactose milk stout with chocolate beers drink. I think you know, like Mackesons is, is one of the you know, yeah. one of the ones that, that are probably most familiar to people. Yeah, I mean that one's just a milk stout, right? It's been a long time since we've had that beer. <laughs> I have to seek that one out, see if it's see I remember Close Grosser's Lancaster milk mm-hmm. stout. Um There there's there's others. Um left, uh, left hand? Yeah, left hand makes a milk stout. Oh, so that's close to us. That would be well that's Colorado. Oh but, really? What yeah. am I thinking of? I'm know. thinking of uh, something that's around here. But left hand would be pretty available for for a lot of people. Um, 
Yeah, but uh, I mean, this one just drinks differently. This one drinks. This one drinks more like what you think it'll taste like when you first hear about milk stout or chocolate or milk chocolate stout, right? Like, uh, you know, remember when you first, as a kid, heard about Genesee Cream Ale? You're like, ooh, that might be a beer I can get behind, you know? <laughs> cream, that's like cream soda? That sounds good. I, I, I kind of disagree with you. I don't get a lot of chocolate milk in this. I get something more... More more chocolate with some interesting back. I mean, I think the roses is is becoming more and more prominent mm-hmm. the more I drink it. So it really doesn't taste like chocolate milk to me. It tastes uh, considerably more complex than that. Um, while this, I'm saying this by, I, I hope to preface this or at least you know make make this clear. I love a good chocolate milk. A good chocolate milk is is a fantastic mm-hmm. drink that. There's a reason why it's so popular. It, it satisfies so many things mm-hmm. that you want. But this doesn't taste like a good chocolate milk to me. This tastes like a good something else. Write that down on your pad there. I got some chocolate milk for you to try in the post show, though. Okay. Unless Heather drank it all tonight. I don't normally get any. You have milk up there. I don't normally have milk, so I can have some of that. You want to do that cake left? There's cake left, but it's probably not any good. It's probably Two weeks, yeah. stale. And... Yeah. Back to the beer. <clears throat> I I really do enjoy it. I think it's a very good. I think, like you said, it's, it's mm-hmm. a it's a good take on chocolate stout where it's not letting the chocolate overwhelm, nor is it hiding the chocolate in any yeah. way. Yeah, you know, there's there's a place for everyone, right? I mean, one of my favorite chocolate beers is Southern Tier Chocolate, mm-hmm. and that one I haven't had that in a while either. It lets it overwhelm, but it it is overwhelmingly good, right? Where other ones don't let you don't do the overwhelming part quite so well. This one does the, um, I'm trying to think of a great, great way to describe it. Uh, well, I would say it's, unamb- moder- yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's unambiguously it's, a chocolate beer. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not, yeah, like you said, it doesn't overwhelm. It doesn't, it, it just says, okay, we're going to make a chocolate beer. We're going to make a chocolate beer that has interesting angle to it. Has other interesting flavors going on inside of yeah, it? Yeah, the I, the fruitiness, those that rosiness is growing. That anisey licorice thing that I got the first couple of sips, I'm not noticing it mm. anymore. There's a little bit of um, that umami sort of soy sauce, just a bit. Mm-hmm. It it does seem like the beer might have a touch. It seems like, I hate to say it, but I'm picking up just a slight amount of like an acetone type thing in there. Mm. Um, it's not ruining the beer. You are very sensitive to that. Yeah. Let, let's make that clear. Yeah. It's not ruining the beer, even for something, you know, even if I'm hypersensitive to it. Um, the more I drink, the more I notice it. But uh, I still don't take back any of the previous comments. I still think it's a very good beer. And the thing about acetone or various other infections you never know if you're going to get one just because one mm-hmm. bottle has it doesn't mean that they all have it yeah um but i don't taste that at all uh jeff is extremely sensitive to that here let's make sure we don't have a, another bottle stratification good idea, good idea. so we're trading glasses here that's yeah, pretty much it. pretty much the same beer so yep. Okay, so that was the Brush Brewing uh, Smog Lifter. It'll lift your smog. It will. Um, I've been impressed with all the beers we've had from Brush. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Yeah, we recommend them. If you uh, get a chance to try any, you probably won't be disappointed. So should we go with the other chocolate one? Yeah, I think we have to, right? So this one is uh, even more... Excited about it being a chocolate beer. Spiri <laughs> Amagang's Chocolate Indulgence. I got this at Savor. Savor last year. And this, I believe, is it's in their historical ale section. So I don't think it's being brewed anymore. Huh. I would be really surprised that they stopped making this. But you're the one looking at the website. So 7% ABV. Real Belgian chocolate. And it's made with love. Well, they don't say that, but there's a big 
flourished heart falling into the glass on the label. So on the website, they're describing the various tastes, but they're not describing what's in it. 7% alcohol by volume. Oh, pearl hops, or perlay, so I've heard that pronounced both ways. I think that's probably the best way to say it. Dark malts and perlay hops, and perhaps dark chocolate. I don't know. It says the aroma immediately speaks of dark chocolate and dark malts. You got a QR code reader on your phone? You can see what that QR code has to say. I do have a QR code reader on my phone. Let me pull that out. You fill in the time. All right. So the beer pours black, as a chocolate beer might be. Um, This is Belgian-style stout. There's not a ton of Belgian-style stouts on the market, at least not that I've seen. You know, um, Troubadour Obscura was kind of like the first one that I came in, excuse me, came into knowing. And then, you know, there's been other ones. Um, Weyerbacher's made some. I'm sure there's a whole bunch that I've forgotten about. Uh, it's an interesting style because the... <laughs> it's a really small QR code, and Greg's having a hard time imaging it with his phone. Uh, Belgian style stouts... It's interesting um, for me because the way the Belgian yeasts interplay with all the dark malts. It's not working. It, <laughs> the way the Belgian yeast interplays with all the dark malts, it, um, I don't know. It's probably not one of my favorite styles right off the top, but I'm open to it. You know, it's not one that I uh, am not a fan of. So let's see. Take a whiff of this beer. Okay. Uh, you know, since we're drinking two chocolate stouts no, side by good. side, the first thing I'm my my palate and my senses are noticing are contrasting from the previous beer, and the the first thing I get right off the nose is this one's a, a Belgian style Cajun cork bottle. It apparently has a much higher carbonation level because I stick my nose in the glass, I smell, and I just kind of get that zing of, of carbonation, right? The CO two zing that you, that you get up in your nose when you breathe in a highly carbonated beer. <clears throat> Taking another smell, and I'm getting unable to. I, unable. I was able to find the um, the UPC code, <laughs> which gave you a number. It, it told me it was it was on a gang chocolate oh, indulgence. Nice. So cool, but the QR code doesn't work. There's a QR code on the neck label, and it's kind of tiny. And no worky. Um. Anyway, uh. So I was saying that you know on the on the nose now. You said you said Belgian, right? Because well, kind of Belgian chocolate is kind of where I was going to go. I think I might have not got the last part of my thought out there. It's kind of um, less, yeah, I mean, lesser sweet. I uh, I confess that while I was doing the whole IR cut, I was only half listening because sure, you don't well, do so. so that happens a lot. You're reading your stats off the yeah. website, and I'm like, did Greg say the ABV? I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to say it again anyway. Uh, but. You said you mentioned that the first thing you got was this carbonic thing, and absolutely that's true. And then it led in Belgian direction, and mm-hmm. that I agree with. So that if if that's what you said, that is what I said. That's uh, and I was going to say it. I'm starting to smell more of the chocolate. But let's see if this QR code reader works any better. I, I wasn't sure if I had one installed, but I do. It smells a little more, a little more raisiny, a little more. is that it it's a little more mm, like a bitter chocolate bar than the other one did nope the qr code reader does not read the oh my gang <laughs> i think QR that's a really poor placement for a tiny and a tiny qr code well you know they had a graphic designer like hey put the qr code on there it's not like they really... You know what it could be? It could be just for their inventory system. QR code? Really? Yeah. Why not? I mean, because they got barcodes for that kind of thing. and I don't yeah. know. You can, but you can get more information. In you can, but QR they're not going to be unique. I don't know. Anyway, again, that's not about the beer. We're really hung up on labels tonight, aren't we? <laughs> So this was brewed in 2012, this, or this is packaged at least in 2012. Uh, it is Best Buy October 2014, so that's, have, that's weird that they have that on the label. You'd think this would age, but they do have on the label this uh, packaged on 
October 16th of 2012. So I took a sip, and the first thing I noticed, it tasted hoppy. I was really taken aback, kind of surprised by that. I'll take another sip. Hoppy, you say? I do say. Hoppy, kind of continental hop, but... The very first thing I tasted was not happy. The end was. Okay. Yeah. It ends happy. The very first thing that was not happy, but I don't have an identifier for that yet. Okay. Well, let me try again. Yeah, I mean, that that's unusual. I mean, it's not West Coast hoppy or anything. That's kind of a Belgian, more of an earthy with a slight bit of um, of spice. But uh, I noticed it up front the first sip. And then the second sip, I noticed a little more of the roastiness. Let me see if I can try to figure that out more. It's a lot of like nutmeg in the beginning. It kind of opens with, with with nutmeg and then ends hoppy. Uh, n- not really getting a whole lot of chocolate right away. <laughs> For a beer called Chocolate Indulgence, it does not present so, strong, especially compared to, to the last. You period. mentioned nutmeg. Uh, I'm going to throw something else at you here. Think pecan, but not so much nutty. But oh, well, pecans aren't really that nutty. Think pecan. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not seeing it. No. Okay. Um. You could describe something vaguely nutty, but then again, nuts are so varied that yeah. a lot of flavors have something vaguely nutty to them. Uh, yeah, maybe I'm particular thinking of like candied pecans with you know some caramelized sugars on it, and, and I mean caramelized uh, sugar definitely, yeah, but yeah. and you some cinnamon that. or something like that. But uh... Uh, there, there's a little bit of of almost uh, uh, almost like a picante, uh, something picante, really. So, I, I'm thinking more spice wise. I'm thinking more, maybe a little bit of of red pepper, but not as spicy. So, maybe a chili powder, but not really spicy. There's something, um, you know, those things you like grab a, your tongue in an interesting okay. way. I don't know if you're putting thoughts in my head, but I can kind of taste. It, it's maybe not so much the taste because it's not quite as acidic, but it's kind of the texture. Yeah, right. It's the mouthfeel. Roasted it's... red pepper. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. A, a roasted pepper, particularly. It... Like you know, take a roasted red pepper, and you know, it, it, those are pretty acidic, right? Kind of you know, you know, but it's I think kind of the... any dried pepper, mm-hmm. but then you remove the spice from it. You, there's there's sort of a texture. Well, see, I'm not thinking of so much dried. I'm thinking of like the you know when you get like a roasted oh. red pepper, like you know, like kind of char-grilled, roasted red pepper. I'm getting a little bit of that. I can see that as sort of being a dimension of the sweetness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I guess there's a lot of, you know, sugar caramelization in that kind of process, so. Hmm. But, see, it's it's not so much straight-up flavor. It's more of the feel, right? Yeah, it's more of that, it's more of the taste and not the flavor, right? Mm-hmm. Now, we should mention, uh, the, the last beer we're going to have has aged considerably. It's been the cellar. This beer has been in the fridge the whole time. So it really hasn't had much chance to age. Mm-hmm. Beers age really when they're in warmer conditions. It They age a little bit in the fridge, but really not right. noticeably much. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I don't know. I just don't imagine Chocolate Indulgence is a sellable beer so much. Well, so. since they say Best Buy two years yeah, after yeah. it, probably not. Uh, only 7%, that should be an indicator that it probably isn't very yeah. ageable as well. Yeah, so I think, you know, the time that it's spent in the fridge is probably the best thing we could do for yeah. it. Yeah. So. Hmm. You know, it's, I, I, I actually like the beer a lot, but I don't consider it a very chocolatey beer. So No, no. I mean, maybe that's because we're coming off of the smog lifter. It may be, but... There's a weird thing about calling something chocolate indulgence and it being yeah. Way... Well, this isn't the first time I've had chocolate indulgence, 
And I've never really thought of it as much chocolatey. Yeah. So, you know, we were talking about the smell and picking up chocolate. Now, I guess you'll have to be the judge. Was that a suggestion from the label or were we actually smelling it? You know what's coming to mind, though? I think I do smell some in the nose, but not so much in the flavor. You know what's coming to mind after I let it, after I drink it, so sit, sit down, let let it kind of evolve, the, the remaining flavors revolve on my tongue. The thing that's coming to mind is after you eat, say, uh, a spoonful of a sort of chocolate slash coffee ice cream which is pretty indulgent Hmm. so there's maybe a sense of indulgence isn't that far off from the beer and chocolate is just a qualifier just sort of maybe you know the sip i just took really put me in a took me back to a certain flavor Uh combination that i've had and i i hesitate to say it because this you know we talked how it didn't finish hoppy it does not finish West Coast experimental hop, no, no. hoppy, but the, the 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 memory that the flavor just pulled out of me is chocolate covered pineapple. Huh. I just got a little bit of that. I mean, that's a great combination. If you've never had chocolate pineapple, um, it's wonderful. Pineapple goes well with, with with anything sweet and roasty. Those are really good combinations. A grilled pineapple is fantastic. You got to try a pineapple dipped in chocolate on a stick. I'm it's, sure. It's oh yeah, so yeah, I've good. had it before. Yeah, but it's. I mean, pineapple is. Yeah. So I just got a, a a hint of that, but it's not that hoppy or acidic. But that's what it reminded me of. So before we move on, let's uh, quickly do our little commercial. So the best way to support us is to go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. Buy whatever you want, but buy it through our thing, and then we'll get a tiny slice of what you're getting. Instead of Amazon. It Instead costs of Amazon, you nothing more. Yes, you're not, That's you're not actually paying us anything. <laughs> craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. If you are looking for website hosting, we also have a referral link in the show notes and on the website for bluehost.com. It's a website web host of Craft Beer Radio, and they would love to be your web host, too. And if you want to give us cold, hard cash, there is a PayPal link on our website as well. That's good enough. Thank you. All right. So the last beer. Oh, you're done? Oh, I kind of am, but I could pour a little bit more. I still need to delve into this, if you don't mind. I'm still trying to totally figure it out. Okay, I'll... Give myself another nip of chocolate indulgence and see if there's anything new to learn. Because I want to qualify this. There's, I think that the best part of this comes after you've swallowed it and, and you feel you let it sit there. And that is a quality we've seen in some beers, mm-hmm. but it, it's relatively rare. But... The after effects of this beer are better than the the flavors as it's going down. I mean, I think the beer's a fine beer to drink. If I start comparing this beer to the rest of the Omagang lineup, it's at the bottom, or it's really close to the bottom for me. I like a lot of Omagang beers: Hennepin, Omagang, mm-hmm. Omagang Abbey, which is you know their Belgian double. Um, triple, you know, all, all the other beers the 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 Belgian Pale Ale is called. I'm drawing a blank. Hennep- no, that's their no, saison. It's the um, Rare Voss. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Rare Voss is good. I, I mean, all those no, beers. Rare- yeah, Rare Voss is their Belgian Pale Ale. Um, you know, and and really, I've had the chocolate indulgence probably four or five times in my life, and every single time, I'm like, yeah, it's it's not. <laughs> not living up to the name or what I'm looking for, you know. So. But I think that, in, but it's fine. Beer. In this flight, especially, it, it you know it holds up well. I, I it doesn't it doesn't hold up as a chocolate beer. Again, that's the weird thing about it is mm-hmm. chocolate is, is feels kind of tacked on, but I, I think it's a nice beer. I, I think it has nice things to deliver. For me, part of it might be that whole Belgian style stout thing I talked about beginning when. Sorry, you were trying to do the QR code, mm. you know, where it's a it's a weird style for me. Um, it's a lot like the Belgian IPA where I didn't get it at first, right? I've come around to some styles, some versions of Belgian IPA. 
And the same thing, you know, some some Belgian stouts, you know, I I can appreciate. Uh, but this particular one, you know, nothing just really uh, rings home for me. There's yeah. no particular attribute that like, oh, yes, I get it. That's what they were going for. You know, it's just just kind of a beer. It's a well done beer, but it, it's kind of. I, I think I think that the, the fruity esters that, that the yeast gives it are interesting. And, and that's, you know, what separates it from a regular traditional American stout or Russian imperial stout or something is the yeast. Mm-hmm. Uh so it gives it some interesting qualities that the, the, the rose that we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, no, we're talking about the rose and the brash one, actually. Oh, right. what am I thinking of? I don't know what you're thinking of. For me, the um, yeah, I'm not thinking that, the I'm Belgian not... character in the stout uh, sometimes is interesting, but oftentimes not as good as. American, you know, like yeah. a, a more neutral yeast on a stout. All right. I wouldn't so. say more neutral, but what we're more, what we've associated with stout flavors. Well, sure. That's probably the best but way to put it. Because the, the, the idea that a yeast are, is neutral is probably wrong. Well, most stout yeasts are more neutral than a Belgian yeast. In Well, more off, neutral. In, I mean, we're used to the flavors that come off of ale yeasts. So... Yeah, I guess those really aren't. So, they're well, they're more neutral than Belgian yeasts. Not as neutral as lager yeasts. Again, it's a relative term, but we can go into that argument more. Okay, so <laughs> Lost Abbey Angel Share. This uh, was contributed by Mike from San Diego four years ago. This is the 2010 barrel aged version. This might have been the version where he'd sent us an email saying, "Hey, don't drink that right away because um, they've been selling." There's been, you know, comments that the beer is not carbonated yet. Um, this cork's not popping out, so we'll see if this beer is carbonated after four years. Um, but that cork uh, was not being helped out by some head pressure. It was pouring with a little bit it's of bubbles. Like a little bit of bubbles, yeah. Doesn't have to be super carbonated. No, not for a bourbon barrel aged barley wine. Oof. At twelve and a half percent ABV. This is a it came in a Cajun cork Belgian style bottle, but it was only a twelve point seven ounces, which I think's a half liter, right? I think it's a five hundred mil. This is another one of those that's gonna take um Yeah, that's not going to work. work. (laughs) These suck. (laughs) We're talking about the one kind of stopper that we bought for the stopper. The the one you thought was cool because it looked cool. The the Padrini or whatever, they don't get wide enough for um, even a 22-ounce bomber, let alone these Belgian necks. So after the show, I'm going to have to run and, uh, well, I don't know. Yeah, we probably won't finish that one. All right, so we got... The uh, angel share. We're probably gonna, we know we're probably going to drink the rest of the the uh, lambi. The lambi. So well, we can just put that one on there. Well, we got each have a half bottle of the angel share here. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. There's there's bourbon barrels in the uh, the nose on this one. So yeah, I mean, first thing you get is a giant whiskey blast blast of of nose. Okay, so 12.5% aqua by volume. It spends a year in oak before it's packaged for release. I assume that uh, instead of oak, this is done in bourbon barrels, so same sort of deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Angel Share, we said it before, it's the... Um, before people understood evaporation, <laughs> it's what they called mm-hmm. the bit of the whiskey uh, or bourbon or whatever that was seeped into the oak and or evaporated that and they just called that the angel's share That's right because the angels or god took it yeah. right because the barrel was partially empty when they went and checked it again nothing had leaked on the floor so to say it's a uh, so on this on the back of the, on the back of the label they say no less than nine months i think you said a year on the website yeah Everything else is the same. The only thing they tell us uh, that I can see right now is that it's brewed with a gener- with they say copious amounts of caramel malt. Probably copious is right at twelve point five percent. That's uh, a lot of malt to, to get a lot of that alcohol. Yep. It smells like a bourbon barrel. Oh, 
right. So what does that mean? Let's let's not just say it smells like the barrel. And let's like, try to pick out some elements. Okay, if you insist that we do, that we actually do our radio show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or we could just stop the recording and just enjoy this beer for the next three hours. So there's a lot of, of vanilla notes. Uh, woody slash vanilla notes. A little, a little bit of chocolate, but that actually kind of goes into into vanilla. Chocolate smells a lot like vanilla; it just does. Not, you know. Okay, the, the first thing I smell with was some alcohol, but it's not super hot. You know, it it doesn't it doesn't smell boozy, yeah. but it does kind of burn your nostrils a little bit. Right. It's a weird in between. It's not like it smells like a rum. But mm-hmm. no, I mean the aroma. I'm, I'm having a hard time putting words to it because I mean the things Greg has said so far. I mean they're in the ballpark, but I feel that they're all missing the mark, and I'm trying to figure out how to do it better. But it, it's kind of hard to grab. It, let me try some more. <laughs> it smells wonderful, though. It do, it, it smells absolutely delicious. It smells kind of like a box of really good chocolates that have maybe some bourbon in them. I'm it 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 smells like a bourbon that you would describe as chocolatey. How <laughs> about that? Right? Right? I mean, really it does, right? Because Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. And and it's harder for me to describe it better without having that sort like, of hotness that a bourbon also does. I can't think of a specific bourbon that I've had recently. If I can imagine a chocolate infused bourbon where the chocolate smell overwhelmed with the bourbon smell, but you could still smell the bourbon, then that would be similar to what this smells like. <laughs> it's not exact, but you know, I'm trying to think what I've give had. Give me a margin of error here a little bit. I should just say it smells like Pappy Van Winkle and be done with it, right? What is Pappy Van <laughs> Winkle? Pappy Van Winkle is a, it's a, it's a, um, it's a bourbon from Buffalo Trace Distillery, which I think is aged for 20 years, something like that. It's, it's crazy expensive. It's crazy rare. It's hard to get. And, uh, you know, I could just like, oh yeah, pretend I had Pappy Van Winkle before, and, you know, <laughs> earn some serious bourbon cred by lying. But I, you know, I don't. So In the aroma, there's little bits of soy, licorice, and balsamic vinegar. And plum. Let's take the uh, the soy, the balsamic, throw in a little bit of green apple. Yeah. And what else? Maybe uh, some cherry stems. Cherry stems? Stems. I don't know if I've ever really paid attention to the, what the stem of a cherry smells like. So I, uh, I just that, can't I More can't of like if you it. chew on it or something. Like you never chewed on a cherry stem trying to tie it in a knot with your tongue or anything like that? Well, if I try to tie it in a knot, I'm not chewing it. No. You get, you get that. <laughs> you get that um, it doesn't have a flavor that I remember. Let's okay. put it that way. But yes, I've tried to Twin Peaks it. All right, I'm going to go into the flavor here. I've smelled this guy. It still smells wonderful. Oh, it's wonderful stuff. Thank you, Mike. It's very smooth and velvety. It, it, the mouthfeel is like, Spot on. It's very creamy. Doesn't have a lot of carbonation, but it's there. Yeah, yeah, just a touch of carbonation. Very creamy mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. Lots of. It's it's a smooth oh. flavor. It's not a hot boozy flavor at all for twelve, twelve and a half percent, right? Yeah, yeah, twelve and a half percent. It doesn't taste anywhere near that. I mean, there's no hotness. I'm sure after a couple of sips, I'll start feeling it, and I'll feel the twelve and a half percent, but uh, it doesn't taste like it. It reminds me of um, reminds me of um, vanilla ice cream 
with one of those caramel shells on it, right? You know, like kind of dipped in like in a heart, you know, the caramel like hardens on it and it gives you that shell. Get a little bit of that, maybe with some sprinkles on top. So those who listen to the show often probably recognize that when I, when I laugh, when I smell or taste a beer, it's not necessarily because it's good, even though it usually is good, but it's because... I'm in a sense overwhelmed by a certain sensation, right? If, if something is like, wow, really tart or mm-hmm. really chocolatey or really bourbon. So your laugh is like, oh, no, you didn't. Yeah, it's, it's something along those lines. It's like, okay, so this is, so, so this is something abnormal. Uh, this is definitely something abnormal. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of unctuousness to it I'm trying to get better terms so give me another sip my second sip was much less vanilla ice cream and it took me more into um some of the flavors you would get you know if you're chewing on a sugar daddy or something like that you know just a big old stick of caramel like I'm getting a little more of that type mm. of flavor in my mouth uh, maybe even some milk Milk Duds, is that the one with caramel and chocolate? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a little bit of Milk Duds. Let's upgrade the chocolate a those little bit. Malted, those are malted, right? No, those are Whoppers. Oh. Milk Duds are just the caramel drops. Yes, the okay. You're... <laughs> oh, candy. Movie theater candy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, milk Duds. Yeah, no, there, there's a lot of that in here. And I, if I remember right, Sugar Daddy is just the caramel on a stick, right? I think so. Yeah, I have not had. I can probably count the number of sugar days I've had on on one hand. Uh, Thirty seven years, less than five sugar days. Okay, probably had six or seven. <laughs> but I mean, caramel's caramel, right? When you're eating, you know, a hard mm. stick of caramel, you get a certain flavor. Caramel, again, that... I wish we had a better term than soy sauce, because there's there's a sort of salty thing that you imagine when you think of soy sauce, yeah. and that's not there. But there is a this umami component. Fish, that, oil, fish, fish, fish sauce. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not fish sauce. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying, right? It's It doesn't... It's richer. It's It doesn't have the saltiness. It, yeah. it has... It just has the rich essence of mm, soy sauce. Yeah. And I don't know of a food item that contains that, right? I, again, you know, we talk about these things, we talk about these components, but when we talk about flavors like, uh, like Jeff was, you know, mentioned smelling green apple, and there, it doesn't smell like green apples, but there's a bit of it mm-hmm. that you could compare a green apple to. So, we try to elucidate these things as best we can. And for those curious, I don't think it's acetylaldehyde, right? That's yeah. causing the green apple. It's a good just essence of, mm. of that kind of acidicness or something, right? It wasn't like, oh, it's all split with acetylaldehyde and I just don't know it. I, it was different from that. The best, way I, the best thing I can compare it to is if you pull apart a... A chemical compound you may find pieces of that chemical compound that if you separate the piece out it would be dangerous or whatever but since it's in a different whole different chemical compound part then it's not dangerous at all it it works in a a sort of harmony so this is sort of the same way it's a piece it's a piece of something that you can differentiate but it's not the whole I saw something on Google Plus today. Where was that? It was from Jay Brooks. It was about. Come on, let me find it. Let me find it. Let me find it. That's it a term, like, that, that is a sentence you do not hear very often. I saw something on Google Plus today. Yeah, I was. Actually, it was technically yesterday. Oh, it's not here anymore. Oh, there it is. There it is. Um, one trillion odors. What is this? It's a huge flavor wheel. And it's actually a video here, unfortunately. Tones and several million different. This is hard, bad thing to. What about odor? 
voters. Trout on the air live, huh? Vary on a scale. Do you think? Voters vary in a different space with different intensities, okay. different components, and different I thought there was going to be a story, but it is only a YouTube video. Okay. I'm sorry. But, you know, we're talking about these weird flavors, right? So when I saw something about one trillion odors, I'm like, hey, let's pull that in. So go look at Jay Brooks's Google+. Plus. might be on his Facebook or Twitter as well. Um, about one or just do a YouTube search for one trillion odors, right? I mean, yeah, that should do that it. would probably be the quicker way to do it. Yeah. So. Sorry to install Google+. Plus. That's actually the one I would check as as opposed to... Facebook, which I have sworn off of. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay, the beer. <laughs> it smells so good. I, you know, I don't want to rush it. I'm just going to take a couple sips here and there. We're probably going to wrap up and do the rankings way before these beers are gone. There's no reason to rush through it. Um, if you want to listen to us drink the rest of the beer, tune into the post show. <laughs> um I'll take a couple more steps here just to make sure it doesn't evolve anymore. But it's wonderful. It is really. It's, it's, uh, I mean. Am I, am I ranking a rare beer higher? No, I think this beer is really quite tasty. You think it's really better than good. the first beer? Better than the brush? Yeah. Yeah, I do think it is. Interesting. I, I like it. I think it's very good. I think it's nice and it, it I think that there's something. Weirdly, I think that there's something thin about it at the end. I think that it hmm. it it, it kind of ends on a. The only thing I note. don't like about it is how it's twelve and a half percent. You know, that, <laughs> that's really that's the only thing I don't like. I don't think it ends. I mean, okay, so let me see what what would it take for me to rank the brash higher? And I just think I'd be lying to myself if I tried to do that. I just then don't do it. Yeah, no, I mean, it was good. It was very good. They're close. They're very close. But I just think that the flavors, the richness of flavors in this beer are just... And I know that you aren't a huge fan of barrel flavors and things like that. So maybe... That has to be brought into consideration. I'm not a huge barrel age fan. When it's done right, it's great. This is done pretty well. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean I love it. Um, And I'm also not that big a fan of bourbon. So... That has to bleed into to, to your understanding shame, of my rankings shame, as well. I, I used to like it a lot more than I do now. I, I mm-hmm. kind of, for some reason, something turned me off of it. And it wasn't like getting drunk off of it or, you know, and, and swearing off. It was just, I don't know, something something changed in, in my perception of it. I'm just not a big fan. All right. So uh, I think uh, it's time to do some rankings, but I think it's already pretty it, much pre-announced, it's, it's huh? Pretty much, it's yeah. There's no, no real... Uh, <laughs> No real suspense. I mean, yeah, for me, uh, the last place beer is the Chocolate Indulgence. It just, I said it when I was reviewing it, it's uh, its never been a beer that's really struck me as as awesome. Uh, you know, if you're comparing it to chocolate beers, I think it's probably, you know, there's many, you'll find many, many other yeah, chocolate th- beers. Yeah, that's the that, weird thing about it, is that it, it, it strikes me as a good beer that's not a chocolate beer. But it's called chocolate indulgence. I've I've ranked beers badly for messing up their name. The same thing occurs here, I think. But but I, I, mean, I just, think it's, it's still third. In, just in, in flight. Beers. I mean, in, in flight is still third. Even unstyled, yeah. it, it's it's just not up to the level of of. Um, I'm trying to figure out how I want to describe describe the flavors, right? The flavor intensity, the enjoyability. You know, the the next two beers are really much closer to that whole wow beer threshold, where this one isn't. You're not even considering whether chocolate indulgence would be a wow beer, right? Yeah. But the other two, you are considering. Do I call these wow beers, right? So they're up against the threshold. So it's just in a different ballpark, really. And then I'm going to put the Brash Brewing in second place. I loved it. I thought it was really good. But the Bourbon Barrel Edge Angel Share from Lost Abbey is better, in my opinion. I just think that the richness of flavors here are so good. The only thing I don't like about it is I'm starting to get a little uh, fuzzy in the head. Mm. And I I, I wish it wasn't 12.2%. I wish it was 
8.9%, 9% and still tasted like this. It would be great. But I have more insurance than you, so if you'd like to give me the rest of yours, go ahead. <laughs> I will work on this slowly and uh, meticulously Drink throughout the post show. I can do that as well. And, uh, yeah, so that's it. You know, I, I like the top two beers a lot. They are both very good beers. Um, but, you know, there's something special about Angel Share and a Bourbon Barrel. No surprise in what I'm going to say either. My number three is definitely going to be the Amagang. I just couldn't hold a candle to the other two beers. I think it's good. I don't think the name, Ch- again, I don't think the name Chocolate Indulgence befits a beer of its uh, caliber. I think it's a really good beer, but it's not a chocolate. It doesn't. It has chocolate flavors in it, but it, it so do have, almost every yeah, style. Yeah, it may have chocolate in it, but it just doesn't. And it is kind of indulgent, but to to name the beer that is to misrepresent the beer. I believe my number two is going to be the the Bourbon Barrel Angel Share. I like it. I think it's it's a excellent beer. I think it's got a lot to it. I think I'm going to enjoy it over the course of the of the post show. Uh, but I don't think it's as good as the smog lifter was in terms of this flight. I think that the smog lifter was a, was to me a better beer, a more enjoyable beer. It's as much as you know. I, I, I the rarity of something is is interesting. Can you taste the rare? I, I can taste the bourbon barrels. Mm-hmm. I can taste that it. it's a good beer, uh, but. I found, in, in, if I'm being totally objective, I, I think the brash was better. I mean, I can I guess I, I, I see that that door is open, right? It, you know, and it comes down to really personal purpose. They're both wonderful beers. And, uh, yeah, good stuff. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast that is known as Craft Beer Radio. Um, you can visit our website, which is craftbeerradio.com. You can support the podcast by going to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. You can email us at beer at craftbeerradio.com. On Twitter, I am at Jeff Bearer. At CBR Greg. And like we said recently, we really don't pay much attention to our Facebook page or our Google Plus page. If that is your social media platform of choice, we apologize. Just time is limited. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we will talk to you again. Talk at you again next time. Cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar dollar bill, y'all.